Ganesh, wonderful, wonderful prayers. Thank you. We're going to pray for you, uh, Chris, uh, this morning. Um, Chris is a dear friend of ours who's going to come and share God's word with us this morning, if you don't already know. So let's uh, give this time to God. Lord, thank you again continually, uh, Lord, uh, for blessing us with your words. The thing, the very heart in which your uh, wonderful uh, uh, heart of Jesus is just set upon. We set our hearts upon him too, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing in and through us as we, uh, as we minister to each other, looking at your words. As we come together, Lord, just pray for an anointing upon Chris as he looks uh, deeper into what prayer means for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, it's nice to be here. Um, I must admit, thank you very much for, for your welcome. It's, um, it's, it's always nice to come somewhere that's so welcoming, and it's been, I've felt really welcome this morning, so thank you very much for that. Um, and thank you, Yatrick, for that video. I mean, you almost did my, my sermon for me, really, with that video. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, to, be, to be perfectly honest, I mean, if you remember that, the stuff in that video that uh, was, was shared earlier, that, that, that's always a great start to start, place to start with prayer. So um, uh, that, 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 that's, that's, that, thank you really for sharing that. Okay, I'm going to um, uh, talk to you from uh, Matthew chapter 6. Um, so we're going to go from Matthew chapter 6, um, verses 5 to 15. And excuse me, my um, eyesight is um, kind of like a bit kind of variable these days. So uh, sometimes, sometimes I, I might be ripping my glasses off and putting them back on a few times in the service. We'll see how it goes. Okay, in, in, so okay, maybe I should read from the same Bible that you're reading from, but just in case um, it gets a bit confusing. I think probably it's probably the same version I've got anyway, but um, I'll just um, just check. Okay, so I'm going to start reading from verse five. And when you pray, do not be like the, the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have not received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close your door and pray to your father who is unseen. When your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. for They think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your father knows that what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they are against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you when they sin against you, sorry. Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Thanks, God. Okay, um, so I was asked to um, preach about prayer. Prayer. 
Well, where do you start? It's a, such a massive topic, and I'm a, I think this morning I'm only going to cover the surface of it. You could, you could have about a whole series on prayer. You could talk for a whole year on prayer. In fact, um, in, in my old church, we, um, our pastor spent um, probably about six months just preaching about John, Jesus' prayer in John 17. You, there's so much you could do that you could say and you preach about prayer. But, I, but I'm, I'm going to try and breach, um, just cover, cover, it, cover it in kind of general terms. I'm sure Yatrick might in future do, do a lot more, um, a lot more in-depth study on prayer. So the, the, to set this in kind of context, um, um, and you read in, in Luke, his, um, Jesus' disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. It was a, this, and in this context, he, he was talking in the Sermon on the Mount as well. He's talking to a lot of, lot of people about how, how, how we pray. So this is kind of like, um, Jesus kind of like telling people how, how they should pray, teaching them to pray. And prayer is something that's kind of like, um, lots of people do, lots of religions do. And people from all sorts of religions pray, not just, not, not just Christians and Jews, but the Muslims pray. They, have, they, they, they pray and fast quite a lot. And religions across the world pray. Even people who don't believe in God and are not religious will, will admit to prayer on occasions, usually when there's a crisis. Like, um, and um, I, I, I read somewhere that, um, um, there's, there are no atheists when, 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 when you're in a plane and you're just about to crash. Every, every, everyone will say a prayer some, some way. Now, if we're looking into um, this passage, we can see the, 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 that um, Jesus gives um, us a framework for effective prayer. And it's important, uh, and, and the most important prayer that we can pray, is, uh, well, this is one of the most important prayers that you could pray. This, this prayer is prayed by millions of people across the world every day. And um, this I don't know whether it still happens now, but in school assemblies when I was a child, we used to pray this prayer. Um, uh, so, so, so this is a good place to start when thinking about prayer. When you, when you look at the first verse, verse 5, it says, and when you pray. It didn't say if you pray. It's ex- prayer is expected. It's expected that we would want to pray. Prayer is kind of like, um, prayer is, um, uh, as was mentioned in the video, um, is, is, is conversation, is communication. It, um, w- w- when, we're, when we're Christians, we have a relationship with God. Um, and with, with every relationship, communication is key. If you, if you want a good marriage, you have to have good communication. If you have good, want good friendships, you have to have communication, good communication. If you want to do well at work and, uh, and get on with your colleagues, you also have to have good communication. Communication is vital for any relationship. And, 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 um, and communication is vital for our relationship with God. And, you, you, you know, God, God wants to talk to us. He wants to spend time with us. We're not, we're not got a God who's, who's there, who's ret- who doesn't really want to. He begrudgingly listens to us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to have that conversation with us. So um, uh, I encourage you... Um, if you don't spend too much time praying, spend more time praying. God wants more time. Wants to spend more time praying with you. He wants to have that conversation with you. He wa- He doesn't just want to hear from you as well. He wants to talk to you as well. And as again, as the video said, a lot of our prayer is us listening to God as well. It's not just um, It's not just us talking to God. 
Okay, so um, verse 5 also, also talks uh, about not being like the, um, the hypocrites, um, uh, the, the, the people who, who, who just want to show off. Sometimes you can hear uh, some very eloquent prayers, and sometimes you, can, you might even be able to tell that the person who's praying them is just tr- tr- trying to pray, pray them to, ch- ch- to show off their, their knowledge their, their, and, and, and their abilities. We're, not, we're, not, um, we're called to, to, to be real with God. When, when, when we come, is, I mean, if, if we come with them a lot of words or if we come with no words at all, just, just, just a, few, a few humble words, God, God's, God's looking to our heart. He's looking to the way, I mean, to, to what, what, the way we come rather than, the, rather than the content of what we provide. I remember when I was um, a young Christian, um, I, went to the, I, I went to the prayer meeting and, and my best friend, who was kind of like, um, who, who, who was kind of like, who brought me to Christ? He, 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 he kind of like encouraged him to go to long prayer meeting. I'm, I'd never prayed out openly. My my friend didn't know that. He didn't know I'd, I'd, I'd prayed out, uh, out openly, and I, I kind of fumbled the prayer. And it, and um, I, my my friend thanked me afterwards. He said, um, I'm, "I really really appreciate your prayer. I know that um, I mean, it, it was a bit fumbled, but that's that's you you coming across. It, 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 prayer is not about the eloquent words we have. Sometimes we think we have to um, gloss it out with, um, with eloquent words, but that, that's not important as long as we pray from the heart, as long as we pray in the spirit. Okay, verse six. That's, it talks about um, our, our prayers, our private prayer. Um, this, this verse is about our private prayer, really, because it's talking about when we come to when we come to God, um, about about coming to God um, in, in private and, and closing our door and praying to our Father. Um, that's not to that's not to say that um, public prayer is not important. Public prayer is definitely important. We see a lot of examples within the Bible of, of public prayer, and I would definitely encourage you this afternoon, if you if you're able to, to come along to the prayer meetings as well, because the Bible does say, "When two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm in the midst." Powerful um, public prayer could be very powerful, but in the context of what I'm reading today, this is more about your pri- private prayer and your personal relationship with God. Jesus provides. Um, um, provides us that example because in Jesus' life that we, we read in the Gospels a lot of op- occasions where he went up to a mountainside to be by, on his own with, with God and even, even when he did them um, even when he was going to the cross in the Garden of Gethsemane he, even though he brought um, Peter, James and John with him um, he actually went off by himself to pray to God he didn't pray, he didn't pray as a prayer meeting so I think that for each one of us, we, we, we need to spend time on our own with God as well as spending time with each other. And verse 7 um, talks about um, the way we pray, and it says it's not about endless words. So as I said before, it's not about our eloquence. Something that you might feel kind of like, um, you might hear someone praying for five minutes and think, oh, I need to pray for five minutes because that person prayed for five minutes. It's not, it's not about the length of our prayers is important. It's about, um, it's about the quality of our prayers, the heart of our prayers. Um, if, if, if some, some, of the, some of our most effective prayers can be very short. Sometimes if, if we're in a crisis moment, we, we don't have time to pray a long prayer. And we don't have to... And, 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 
I'm going to talk about later on about the, the structure that Jesus gave for prayers, but sometimes our prayers, we, we, we just have to get to the heart of things very quickly, so we can't go through a, a, a rigid structure. Um, okay, um, I'm going to, while I was preparing it, I came across a number of different stories of people who prayed. I was going to start with one from Susanna Wesley. Okay, Susanna Wesley, and I'm going to read this because otherwise I'll, I'll miss important bits. Susanna Wesley exemplifies the most world-changing power of simple, persevering prayer. Finding herself called to make disciples, not of the distant nations, but of her own little tribe at home, she applied herself to the task tirelessly. Susanna Wesley's husband was a bit wayward, and, um, uh, um, and she also had um, a very tough tough life in a way she she had a, a large family she had to she had to bring up she didn't have that that, that much in the way of resources and she also had um, it, though she had a large family she also had lots of children who died in childbirth as well or died at, at a young age so she she didn't have the easiest life but she was preeminently a woman of prayer it was as she waited upon the lord each day that her strength was renewed again and again there was nowhere at home she could hide away to pray. So whenever Susanna wanted time with the Lord, she would pull her apron over her head. This was her prayer room, and her children knew she would not be disturbed. And by praying faithfully for those 10 children, Susanna Wesley, a housewife with a hard life from a small town in rural England, became the mother of some 80 million Methodists in more than 130 nations today. So uh, John Wesley, one of, her, one of her sons, and also Charles Wesley, we can, we can thank for her as well, who, who wrote some of the great hymns that we, we, we've sung and we still sing. Um, so th th that woman's prayers for her children had such a big impact. And um, I know my, my wife, Anne, is always talking about, about this and praying. For, and I know she prays for our boys as well. So I know that um, those prayers are effective as well. Okay, um, verse 8. So God, God knows what we need before we ask him. But, that, but he likes us to ask him anyway. Um, I, I, I think... Um, and there's, there's something about God as well. You, you, you read in the Bible where um, he almost requires us to ask him before he does things. Um, and we, 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 he, 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 he knew that, um, that Moses and the Israelites needed his help to defeat the Amalekites. Um, but he still required Moses to be praying. So he still required um, Aaron and Hur to um, hold Moses' hands up. When, 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 the, when the Israelites were fighting against the Amalekites. And when, when the hand, his hands weren't raised, and, was, um, um, the, um, the, the army was being defeated. But, so so, um, so he, he still requires us to, um, to, to um, kind of raise our hands. And he also wants us to be authentic as well. Um, if we're going through struggles, he doesn't want us to just to be saying great words to him and, and praising him all the time without actually coming to him and saying, um, asking what's going on or, being, or, 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 or bringing our real selves to him. So the Psalms um, kind of demonstrate that God is quite happy to hear our complaints. So I'm going to just read an extract from Psalm 13. 
from Psalm 13, 1 to 4. It says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look to me and answer me, O Lord God. Give, me, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But then um, David goes on to say, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. We, God, God knows what's going on in our heart. He knows the struggles we're going through. But he, he's, he's quite happy for us to admit those struggles and come to him with those struggles. We don't have to um, pretend that they're not, those struggles are not happening when we come to God. We just need to be um, real with him. He, he, he wants to help us, and he, he can take whatever we throw at him. Okay, so, so now we come to the, 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 what we call, call the Lord's Prayer. It's kind of like a framework that Jesus gave us to, to pray. So we start with verses, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now this is such a powerful kind of like start to a prayer. And it shows us so, so many different things. When we say our Father, for instance, um, uh, when we become Christians, we, get, we, 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 we um, uh, can have that personal relationship with God. God, God, God is personal to us. And Ephesians chapter 1 talks about us being adopted into God's family when we're Christians. That's one of the benefits of being a Christian. So now we can come to God and say, Father. So in the same way that my sons can come to me and say, Dad, can I have this? Dad, can I have that? We can go to our, come to our Father and say, our Father. And then, so, 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 so just, that's such a privilege that's a, and, and, and that we can, we can have that. And then we, we talk about, um, um, and then it talks about, hallowed be your name as well. We, when, when we're praying to God, this, this, we're, we're now saying that God is mighty, God is strong, God is powerful, God is worthy. We, we, we are lifting God up in this. And pray, pray, praise, as we started, is, is really powerful. God wants our praise, but so praise is something that lifts us up. It lifts us up, it lifts our eyes up to who, we, who we're praying to. And we're, we're not praying to a, 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 a God who's unable to do anything. We're praying to a powerful God. A God who is able to, um, to, 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 to do anything. When, when we think about God and when we pray, and if we lift up, if, we, if we're praying and we spend our time looking at our problem and immerse that problem, um, we, we probably think, we probably feel overwhelmed. We look at our problems, they look like mountains in front of us. When we look up at God, we can see someone, who, so, someone who's bigger than the mountain, someone who's able to do all things, so someone who is, who's all-powerful. And when we, when we look up at God, we, we realise we, we, we can look down at our problem. That mountain, when, when you're in an aeroplane, for instance, you fly over the Alps, they look like tiny little, tiny little kind of like ruts in the ground when you when you when you're in the valley looking up at the outs they look they look enormous that's the same with us with god if we if we spend our time focusing on our problem we'll get we'll we'll, we'll get discouraged if we if we focus on god we'll we'll feel like we're in that airplane looking down those problems and realizing that god is able to do something about them okay in a quiet umbrian town many years ago 
a wealthy lawyer heard reports of a 25-year-old soldier called Giovanni who had recently given everything he owns to the poor. Was he mad? Or had he really experienced some kind of epiphany? Everyone in the town had their own opinion. Determined to find out for himself, Bernard de Quinceville invited Giovanni to stay the night and stationed himself to spy on his guests through a secret peephole. As the house fell silent, he watched in amazement as Giovanni sprang from his bed, knelt down and began to repeat a single, simple phrase again and again. My God and my all, my God and my all. Tears ran down his cheeks. My God and my all. Bernard of Quinterville was so inspired by Giovanni's self-evident, all-consuming love for the Lord that he followed his example, gave away his wealth and became the young man's first disciple. Within a year, there were 11 of them. Within a decade, there were more than 5,000. And within 20 years, the course of European history had been realigned by the joyous life of the simple teaching of Francis of Assisi as Giovanni was better known today. Just goes to show, really, when you get your perspective on God, he can do things. And I would say that that part is vital for prayer. The praise and adoration is important, is vitally important for us. Without that, powerful prayers, it can be difficult to be powerful in prayer. Okay. Verse, verse 10, and I think I when Anusha's praying, she, she quoted this verse quite a lot. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We, may, um, we, we praying for your kingdom to come is praying for God to become more in our lives, for God's kingdom to become come in us, but also God's kingdom to become in, in the world. And, and for God to move in this world and to, and, and to change the world. Changing the world. God's kingdom is not just about um, heaven. It's about this world as well and bringing God into this world and having an impact on this world. And God's will to be done. Um, even Jesus, um, in John 17, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for God's will to be done. He knew that he had to go to the cross. He knew he had to die there because um, that was the only way that, um, his, um, that our sacrifice, our sin could be atoned for, would be on the cross. He knew that that was, that, that, that was something he had to do. But even then, and he, um, he, when, when he prayed um, for, for the cup to be taken away from him, he'd said, but not my will, but yours. The only way we can be fully right with God is to be in his will, and, the, and that's the best place for us to be. I was reminded, I, I often, um, in the mornings, when I'm working for home, I, I go for a walk around the local park. And this week, earlier this week, I was walking around the park, and I, um, I, I noticed a red kite flying in the, in the air. And I, I just spent my time watching this red kite. And you know red kites? They, they, they fly, but they, they put no effort into it. They, they just use the current to move around. They, um, they, you, you, they do, on occasions, flap their wings. Most of the time, they just, they just sail around and, and use the currents to, to fly. 
And I thought, I thought about it, and I think God's calling us to be more like red kites. I mean, I mean, God, God's will, when we're in God's will, we're like, we're, it's like we're in that currents. God can lead us, God can guide us, and, 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 and flying is a lot, lot easier. If we try and do our own thing and start flapping our wings and, go, and try and, trying to go against the currents, against the wing, then we're, we're not gonna, it's going to be harder for one thing, and we're probably not going to get as far, and we're, not going to, and we're probably going to go in the wrong direction as well. So um, uh, pr- praying your will be done for us, ourselves, and our lives is an important thing. Okay, verse 11, give us our daily bread. As part of our praying, we were able to bring, and again, this was shown earlier, our request to God, whether it's praying for ourselves, for other people, for nations, for situations. God loves to spend time with us and loves us approaching him with our requests. And when we pray these prayers, God will answer us. He definitely will answer us. There's three ways he will answer us. Yes, no, or, you, or not yet. The Bible is clear and, uh, that uh, if, if we pray for something in his will, um, and that's, uh, that's, that's, broad, broad, uh, that's, that, that's confirmed in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, that um, I have faith that he will, he, will do, he will give it to us. If it's his will for something, then it will happen. Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. We can, we, we can expect God to give us the things if they're the things in his will. Sometimes the answer is going to be no, because, um, um, and that could be because whatever we ask, some, we ask sometimes um, it, it, it um, defies the laws of nature. We, 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 speak of, we, we speak of miracles. A miracle, a miracle is only a miracle because it doesn't happen very often. If, um, if, 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 if everything we prayed for that um, was, was miraculous, was against the um, laws of nature happened all the time, then it wouldn't be, be a miracle because it would, that, that, that would change the law of nature. Um, sometimes it'll be, it can be a spiritual attack. Um, and sometimes uh, the, um, we, we, have, we believe there's an enemy, the devil, who, who, or Satan, who, who, who doesn't want us to prosper. And sometimes... Um, Sometimes we won't get something because of a spiritual attack. And sometimes it's not God's will for us to have it. We, um, we worship a God who created millions of galaxies, so it's only natural we might not understand everything that he, he, he does. Um, sorry, just going to skip, skip to something else and I'll come back. However, there will be occasions that, that, that there are... There was once, um, for me, an occasion where he said no. I was, um, I was, um, I applied for this job. It was on a level transfer to the job I was on. It was something I, I was well equipped to do. I was something that um, I, I had, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I should have easily been. I, I, I knew the people, in, the person interviewing me. He knew me very well, and, and, and he regarded me very strongly. Um, and I. I prayed about it. I felt quite confident going into the interview, um, but I didn't get the job. And uh, and and um, uh, the person at, uh, at the end said said 
I mean, it, it, it just didn't seem to, the, the interview didn't go very well. And at that time, God was saying no to me. A couple of months later, I went for another job interview, but this time I was on promotion. Um, I, I didn't expect to do anything because I, 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 I couldn't get a job on a level transfer, so I, why should I get a job on a promotion? But I thought it, it was a, one in a once in a, like a couple of year opportunity to get, to, to get a promotion. It was, um, so, so I thought I'd, I'd go for it. I've never felt God's leading right the way through that process. And, I, and, 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 and um, miraculously, I, I got that promotion. It was, um, um, my, even my boss was confounded. He said, um, there were so many people who went, who went for that job, that, that promotion. Actually, it was a promotion panel, so there was a, a number of jobs available. But, only if, uh, but it's, there are so many people who went who were really capable, who didn't get it. And, they, and, and people, were, some really strong candidates didn't get it. But I, I, I was successful. If I'd, been, if I'd been successful with that first job and got my level, my level transfer, I would never even thought about applying for the promotion because um, I, I was, I'd be settling into the first job. Sometimes God says no because he has something better for you. So, and, uh, so, so, so that's um, something to think about. And sometimes the response is not yet. God knows that it's not yet the right time for us. Um, I, I, I read um, some, something about Nicky, I heard something about Nicky Gumbel's story. I think he was um, reading Bible for a year or something, and um, he, um, he he wanted to um, he he wanted to become I think he, he wanted to go to Bible college or something like that, and and, and to become to go into the ministry, and um, he he wasn't successful um, uh, on his first attempt, um, and. Uh, and, um, and, and then he, he had to go back to, he, he, I think he'd given up work or something, or he'd given his hand his resignation in because he wanted to do this and he wasn't successful. And he had to go back to work and say, sorry, can I recant my resignation? I, I will, oh, there you go. Your, your, your messages said um, not, to, not to have a phone on and it just turns out to be my phone that's making the noise, so apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, apologies for that. Hopefully, hopefully it wasn't. Um, now, yeah, I know, terrible. Anyway, so um, yeah, so so going back to the story, Nicky Gumbel um, uh, had to go back to work and say, "Sorry, I don't, I, 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 I unres- can I unresign myself? I, 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 I need." To. So then, uh, a year later, he applied again. And it was successful, and it turned out the timing of that meant that um, uh, there was a vacancy at Holy Trinity Brompton for him after he, it, that wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been available beforehand. If that vacancy hadn't, um, if, if he'd gone the year before, he would have gone to a church somewhere. We probably never heard of Nicky Gumbel. Because he went to Holy Trinity Brompton, he, was, he started the Alpha course, and the Alpha course is now worldwide. So, so those sort of things with timing is really important sometimes with our prayers. D.L. Moody created a list of 100 people who he prayed to come to Christ. When they were converted, he would cross their names on a list. At the time of his death, 96 of the names had been crossed off. Um, the remaining four people came to Christ at his funeral. Sometimes um, G.L. Moody would have been praying for those people all his life. Some of them, had, and, and, but some of them were not yet. And some of them, the answer was only seen after he died. Okay, 
I'm going to read a couple more um, um, illustrations, stories as well. Okay, this is another one. Um, let's go back to my notes. So they've got, I've gone and got them all in the wrong order now. Do you know? Do you know one of the things I forgot to do when I I, I printed my I printed. I, I, but firstly, I, I, my order was slightly wrong anyway. I, I, I changed my order, and secondly, I didn't do I didn't do the single sided, which means I'm backwards and forwards. And that's um, so. I apologise for that. Okay, so, okay, few people in modern times have demonstrated the power of petitionary prayer more, more powerfully and consistently than the 19th century philanthropist and pastor George Muller, who started 117 schools, cared for 10,024 orphans, educated 120,000 children, and was accu accused of raising the poor from the their, above their natural state by the people of that, his time. His legacy is made even more remarkable by the well-documented fact that instead of appealing for money and making his financial needs publicly known, Muller trusted God to fund his vast operation purely through the power of prayer, raising more than £90 million in today's money in this way. With so many mouths to feed and no conventional funding strategy available, George Muller was often forced to take prayer, take the prayer for daily bread very literally indeed. On one occasion, he stood before 300 orphans gathered for breakfast, knowing that there was no food in the kitchen, and said grace, thanking God in faith for the food you are going to give us to eat. So you can just imagine this orphanage, all these children there sat there, George Muller the front, Nothing to give, to give them, but still thanking, th thanking God for the food. Suddenly there was a banging on the door, and a local baker entered carrying three huge trays of fresh, fresh bread, explaining that he had been up since two o'clock in that morning baking for them. And then the milkman arrived next, announcing that his cart had broken down outside and wondering if they could use a load of his fresh milk. So hundreds of children got their daily bread that morning, washed down with creamy milk. It was a breakfast that they would surely remember for the rest of their lives whenever they prayed the Lord's Prayer. Just imagine praying for your daily bread and literally getting bread. Okay, so. And I'll read you another one about um, D.L. Moody. A bedridden woman living alone with her sister in Victoria, London, waited for her return from church. Each Sunday, she would receive some sort of disinterested reply about the deacons, the minister, and the worship. On this occasion, her sister continued, but it was a bit dif little different. We had a Mr. Moody, a young man from America, to preach. Ah, said the bedridden one, I'll have no lunch today. I must pray. Several years earlier, she had read an article written in a Christian newspaper by D.L. Moody. Since then, she had been praying that God would bring him across the Atlantic to her sister's church. Now her prayers had been answered. Things were going to be different. Mr. Moody was still a young man. His famous evangelistic career lay in the undreamt future. He had been glad to be invited to England, but hadn't found the morning experience particularly edifying. Large congregation, typical in Victoria, England, but, unre but unresponsive. An atmosphere of spiritual deadness seemed to prevail. 
In the evening, things were strangely different. The church seemed alive in the spirit. Scores of people answered his evangelistic call. Puzzled, he made a challenge more decisive. To his astonishment, even greater numbers responded. He was asked to stay on to preach and to minister for several nights. A local revival seemed to have begun. This has far greater consequences than for the congregation of one London church. Those evenings helped to launch D.L. Moody's evangelistic ministry, where um, thousands and thousands of people basically became Christians through a, a kind of like a revival, a spiritual revival across the world. Why had it been so different on that Sunday evening? He could have attributed to the sovereignty of God, but he felt there must be a human reason. Eventually, he tracked down the bedridden woman and her church-going sister. So you, so you can see that um, um, uh, she couldn't do anything because she was bedridden, but she could pray. And what a difference that prayer made. What a difference that prayer made to the world. Just that praying, praying for the world launched the ministry of a great evangelist. So let's get back to it. Okay. Now, now this is where I say, okay. Excuse me. Okay, now let's move on. Apologies for that. Okay, verse 12 says, Forgive us our debts as we've forgiven our debtors. Forgiveness is a two-way street. We can only ask God's forgiveness to the extent we forgive others. And this is quite a challenge to us sometimes because we, we can ourselves hold on to things. I've often, I've, I've, I was thinking about this um, verse over the last couple of weeks. I was thinking, have I forgiven everyone? And um, I was thinking of the people closest to me, yes, I'm thinking, yes, I've forgiven them, forgiven them, forgiven them. But you sometimes have to cast the net a bit further. Is there someone in your life that maybe you've almost forgotten about, but, um, but, but you still hold resentment for them, someone who you, you've not met for a long time? Is there some, um, some, sometimes we have, we have to look quite, quite deeply and ask God, to help us to identify anyone that we might hold something against that we haven't forgiven, because because it is going to block our prayer. If we if we if if if, um, if we're not forgiven and we have sin, and sin is something that um, will will block that relationship between us and God and block be a block in our communication with Him. So it's something we need, always need to do that spiritual check. And uh, again, that video we said earlier was, was about repenting. And I think forgiveness and asking for, when we ask for forgiveness, God can forgive us, but we need to forgive others as well. And, and then verse 13, it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the, the evil one. There is um, an evil one who, tem who, who tempts us and will attack us in other ways. He, we will be tempted, but it's how, how we react that is important. God will always give us a way out of that temptation, will give us a way to say no, an avenue to go that, we, that will stop us from, from yielding to the temptation. The problem is if we yield to the temptation, the temptation becomes stronger in us and it'll be more difficult for us to turn away from it. 
It's the same with, same with an addiction. If, you're addic if you start, for instance, if you take a drug or something and, and, you, and succumb to that drug, then the, then, then the draw of that drug becomes stronger and, 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 and harder, to, harder to break and eventually it takes over your life. So we need, we, we need God's help to overcome those temptations and to break away from them. And, and if we have been tempted... Um, God can still provide a way out for us. It, it might be, a, it might require a bit of a struggle, but it, is, it, it, it will. And um, with God's help, we can do it. But we're also um, uh, um, susceptible to the devil's schemes. But we've got to remember that the person, the, he, that God is more powerful than the devil, and He can protect us from the devil. And that's where we pray for it. Okay. Um, Raymond Edmund was dying from typhus fever at the age of 25 in the jungles of Ecuador. His doctor, a specialist in tropical diseases, had advised Raymond's wife to start preparing his funeral. Men were already making the coffin. Edith, his wife, was busy dyeing her wedding dress black. But that same day, 3,000 miles away from Massachusetts, Raymond's uncle, Joe, became deeply inexplicably troubled. He knew nothing of his nephew's actual predicament, but couldn't shake off the sense that he was in some kind of grave danger. Joe, who was attending the conference at the time, felt so stirred that he persuaded its 200 delegates to join him in urgent intercession for Raymond to be delivered from evil, even though none of them knew the nature of the evil they were, fight were to fight. The conference rose up and prayed so fervently that years later, many of those present still recalled the intensity. Consumed with a sense of imminent danger, they fasted lunch and continued interceding until the middle of the afternoon, at which point a great peace settled upon them. The sense of danger subsided somehow. They knew their prayers had been heard, that Raymond had been delivered from evil. Meanwhile, Raymond had fallen unconscious and in his comatose state became aware of a loving presence slowly entering the room. Rising from the ground to the level of his bed and eventually filling the building, I experienced a sweet sense of the love of Christ, such as I had never known before in all my life. He recalled, it's sufficient to say that I have no fear of dying. He felt himself ascending with great joy until a quiet voice told him to return. To his amazement, to the amazement of those preparing his funeral, Raymond Edmund regained consciousness and was completely healed. In later life, he would become president of Wheaton College and a mentor to the great evangelist, Billy Graham. Another life that um, had, a, that had a, another prayer, prayer that had a great impact on the world. And that, that's the thing, our prayers... Will, um, will, will be answered. God hears every single one of our prayers. He stores up every one of our prayers. Some of them will be answered immediately. Some of them will, um, what, some of them will be no's because God has a better plan for us. Some of us will be not yet because it's not right, the right time for it. But he, he hears our prayers and answers them up. And, uh, and um, uh, some of them might not, be, might not actually be answered until until Jesus comes again. And, and then verses 14 and 15, these reiterate the importance of forgiveness. 
If we can't forgive others, when, then God can't forgive us. See the parable, that, the parable of the unmerciful servants in Matthew 18 um, emphasised that. What are, the, what are the implications of being forgiven? We're not forgiven, then we will be judged from unforgiven sins. We could actually, I mean, our, our, our salvation could be in, in danger if we, if we hold unforgiveness in our hearts. So to sum up, where, where, where we go from here, prayer is a natural thing for Christians to do as a way of, of conversing, communicating with our Heavenly Father. Our Father loves to hear from us. And he wants to respond to us. He loves to give us. Loves to, the Bible says he loves to give us good gifts. He knows what we want before we ask him, but he loves us coming to him and asking him anyway. And, he wants, and when we pray, we can expect him to answer. Are there things that, you could, that, that we could have now if we'd only ask God? Is there something that we, we need to ask God for at the moment? It's a, potentially God wants to heal us if we don't come to him for healing then, then uh, can I, so can I just read you an extract from James chapter 5 that came to when, I, when I was first thinking about this so it's James chapter 5 verses 13 to um, 20 for anyone, anyone wants to okay is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he, has, if he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the lands for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth, and someone should bring him back, Remember this, whoever turns a sinner from his ways will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. Just go back to the start. It's, that, that passage emphasizes the fact that we should pray. Whatever our situation, coming to God and praying is, is, is important, and God will answer a prayer of faith. faith. Faith is something I haven't really covered as much in this, um, in this talk, but faith is a really important aspect of prayer as well. Um, I, I really hope that, um, yeah, coming out of this, there might be other, um, be other talks about areas of this prayer, of this, whether it's about forgiveness, whether it's about faith, whether it's, uh, whether it's about God's will. There, there is so much, there's so much to unpack about prayer. I would really encourage you, if you are able to, to come to the prayer meeting later on. I think um, God, God can do things through your prayers. And, and God can change situations. I've seen them. I've seen God answer my prayers over the years, but I recognise He can do so much more. What about you? Oh, thank you. I'm just going to pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you for the, the, just the um, privilege to be able to come and pray to you and spend time with you. 
Lord, I just pray that for each one of us, you will highlight anything that was said that is relevant to us and help us to retain that and to apply it to our lives, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that um, we will learn to spend more time with you and, uh, and, and, and to pray that you will lead and guide us so that we will pray in your will and we know your spirit prompting for prayer as well, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.